Welcome to another Christian Underground News Network, June 5th, Monday, June 5th edition. We are delighted that you've decided to join us again today. We're, we are we're thrilled to be able to do this, uh, honored to be able to speak with you, and uh, and we're glad that, uh, that you decide to join us every time we're on. So thank you to our faithful listeners, and uh, wanted to let you know that today we have a day early. Yes, I know, I know. But he's in such great demand that we thought we'd bring him in a day early. Uh, we have our great friend, uh, Dr. J.B. Hickson, with us today. And uh, he, he has got uh, some information today that, that uh, I think is, I mean, personally, I think is really important. Um, and he's, he's got some, some, uh, some information about some current events and some other things that are going on that I'm sure he's going to elaborate on. But you don't want to miss this. Let's pay close attention. Uh, JB, good evening. We're, we're glad to have you with us again uh, today. And uh, I know you've been busy. I've been listening to some of the uh, some of the other podcasts and some of the other services that, you, that you've got going on there at Plum Creek. And, uh, buddy, you, you're about one of the busiest people I know. So <laughs> anytime you can set aside time uh, to be with us, we, we are really grateful and honored that uh, you, you can do that. With well, you, pastor's here and says, uh, yes, amen. What did he say? Uh, he said he'll second the motion. He'll second them all in favor. Say aye, amen. Right? Aye. We, I think I think we've got a quorum. We can take over the world if we want to. That's Let's what the that's what the Luciferians are trying to do. That's for sure. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Curtis, great to be with you as always. Um, it's not so much that I'm in demand. I wish that were the case. I'm just busy. You know, God has uh, given us a lot of things to do. We do do a lot of interviews and a lot of speaking engagements. And of course, I'm working on my next uh, book. I uh, really almost have uh, uh, the whole outline, uh, you know, kind of lined out. And I've been putting together the introduction, which is the most important part. Got several pages of that really uh, sketched out. So trying to just juggle all the balls here, keep them in the air. And I really am grateful for Christian Underground News Network being flexible. Uh, our schedule this week uh, prevented me from doing our usual time. So you faithful, graciously agreed to uh, to move it up a day. So thank you for that. But uh, anyway, uh, I want to encourage folks to check out Christian Underground News Network. Uh, always a great source of great Bible teaching and uh, and just getting the truth out there. And that's what we want to talk about on today's program. Let me give a quick update before I, I dive in. Uh, Curtis, as you said, we've been we've been busy, and so we just got back from Tulsa last weekend. I think by now those that are regular listeners to the Not By Works podcast are aware of that, but for the Christian Underground News Network audience, we had a fantastic conference in Tulsa, the Mid-America Prophecy Conference. I spoke twice, and um, my messages are both posted at notbyworks.org. We also had the privilege of being on the Tom Hughes show last week. That was wonderful, getting a, a ton of uh, response to that. Thank you, everyone who's reached out and uh, spread the word. That's a powerful uh, one-hour show that he did as we talked about uh, some of what we're going to be talking about today, and that is the roots of the conspiracy uh, that uh, ultimately is uh, headed up by Satan himself. Uh, so you can check that out. All of this available at notbyworks.org. Of course, we had our regular world events update with uh, with Randy. We had Prophecy Night on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, lots going on. One of my favorite uh, podcasts this past week was Friday with John Loeffler, and Harbinger's Daily picked that up, and it was on their trusted videos email that went out today. Uh, really, uh, I, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised at how well that 
went because I love John. I've been on his show several times, and I expected it to be good, but it, it exceeded my expectations. You know, John Loeffler, Steel on Steel, for 32 years, a radio program around the country. He retired, and now he's just kind of doing uh, guest spots on other people's shows. So it was a delight to have him on the Not By Work show. But, man, I could have talked to him for for several hours. I really appreciated that uh, as we talked about sleepy Christians and apostasy in the last days. So uh, check that out from Friday. But today, Curtis, I want to uh, talk to the Christian Underground News Network about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and that is misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation, exercising discernment in an age of deception. Let me say that again, because that's a, a lengthy title, but it's chosen intentionally, and every word has significance. I'm calling this misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation, exercising discernment in an age of deception. And I tell you, one of the frequent emails and, and questions that I get in various forms, either in a Q&A at a conference or by text or email, is, you know, what sources do I go to to uh, navigate all the deception in this world? How can you tell when a source is reliable or when it's you know a lie or misinformation? And uh, so, you know, I always try to give the same short answer, but I thought, let's take a, some time to really dive into this subjects of how, how to have discernment, because especially with the onset of AI and uh, all of the other tools at the disposal of the Luciferians, it is becoming harder and harder to differentiate between uh, reality and, and truth versus virtual reality and lies. And, um, you know, 2 Timothy 3.13 is a verse I come back to again and again. Uh, it reminds us that deception is getting worse and worse. And that means that we've got to have our senses uh, tuned in spiritually to be able to recognize deception. Otherwise, we're uh, sitting ducks. But thankfully, God's Word has given us, you know, a clear uh, resource for recognizing and hedging against deception, and that, of course, is uh, God's Word. I want to go to several passages of Scripture, and then I want to close out our time together today with uh, referring to some excellent information uh, that I think will help us, uh, you know, navigate the misinformation in the mainstream media. And so that's where I want to end up today is uh, referring to some resources by uh, a guy that I'll introduce here in a moment that I followed for for years. But let's start with Acts chapter 17. We'll start there. Uh, in Acts chapter 17, of course, uh, Paul is uh, on the third missionary journey there. He's ministering at Berea. And we, we read that those believers in Berea were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily. They received the word with all diligence and searched the scriptures daily. So often you'll you'll hear people talk about being Bereans, which means they are good students of God's word. And this idea that they received the word uh, there is is the idea that they welcomed and embraced the word. And that's what we need to do. We need to have as a starting point the word of God uh, to be able to compare things to. If you have a compass and it's a, you know an accurate compass, it's not broken, uh, you know where true north is. 
So anything that's not true north is immediately obvious. And the same thing is true when it comes to discerning truth. You've got to be well-grounded in the Word of God. And so in, in Proverbs chapter 2, uh, God's Word, I was reading this just this weekend. Um, in fact, this is this passage, Curtis, is what prompted me to do this topic today. But Proverbs chapter 2 says, My son, if you receive my words, and in the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, that word receive is the same word that we just read in Acts 17, uh, you know, to, to welcome and embrace. If you welcome and embrace my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek for her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Notice that, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. So I hope you can see just from reading that short passage how critical it is to have the Word of God as our source of truth. Everything hinges on that. And I believe the reason today, Curtis, that we are seeing so much apostasy, as I talked about Friday on the Not By Works program, uh, so much uh, you know, lack of discernment, is because people have departed from the Word of God. They, they don't know the Word of God. They are biblically ignorant. Um, you know, 1 John chapter 4 uh, verse 1 tells us that we need to discern, not, not believe every spirit, but test the spirits as to whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Uh, chapter 2, verse 18 of 1 John tells us that there are many uh, you know, antichrists out there, that the spirit of the antichrist, chapter 4, verse 3, is already at work in the world. And so with that enemy out there, and by the way, we know that Satan is a liar from the beginning, Jesus said in John 8, 44, everything he speaks is a lie, and his whole agenda is to take over this world, defeat God, claim the world as his own, and he's doing it all based upon a lie, a false narrative, a false premise. He lied to Adam and Eve in the garden when he said, you will not surely die, and he's been lying ever since. And his people, his co-conspirators are liars. And so I think one of the reasons that, that we are so susceptible to misinformation, misrepresentation, being manipulated by the Luciferian agenda, even when we don't realize it, is that we just don't recognize the depths of uh, depravity and, and deception that Satan will go to. I mean, we understand intellectually on some level that there's a great deal of deception out there. We certainly can spot the big lies, but I, I, I'm continually surprised at how easily uh, believers are duped by even some of the most basic misinformation out there. Uh, think about Proverbs eighteen seventeen. This is a very important principle 
that we uh, come back to again and again in our teaching, uh, and that is the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Now, if you know anything about Proverbs, and I know you've had uh, my dear friend and uh, you know esteemed colleague Lucas Doremus on a lot, and he certainly has done a, a great job uh, uh, teaching and writing about Proverbs. And of course, Pastor Dick has taught Proverbs for years as a pastor. So I'm preaching to the choir a bit here, but for our broader audience, Proverbs provides general wisdom principles that apply in a variety of, of, of ways uh, in life. And so this one is talking about you know, false accusations or false claims, and then another witness comes in and exposes it. But the principle, I think, is broader than that. And notice what it says. Again, the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. And I think that's what's going on with the mainstream narrative today in, in the broad Luciferian uh, conspiracy. And that is that we have a tendency to gobble up everything we hear and believe it the first time we hear it, especially if it's couched in professional terms, it's got nice, uh, nice media set behind it with a nice theme music and graphics, and it's a upstanding-looking reporter that's making the uh, pronouncements. Uh, we think, well, this must be true. And by the way, the opposite is also true. Uh, you know, sometimes the truth tellers out there don't have the resources and the finances and all of that to be able to put together great productions, and so they're. YouTube videos, for example, although YouTube, it's getting harder and harder pro to produce truthful information uh, and post it at YouTube, but wherever it may be, Rumble or some other video site, BitChute, uh, you know, it, some people dismiss it because it looks hokey, it's not professional. Uh, we need to look beyond the facade and recognize that sometimes truth can be pronounced by, uh, you know, otherwise not professional looking people. And uh, at the same time, even those that are well-packaged, that information that's well-packaged can frequently be a lie. In fact, it usually is. I wrote an article last week uh, called All That Glitters Is Not Gold that kind of talks about how easily we are led astray. But remember, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So the first thing we need to remember is just because it sounds good and it's the first thing that we hear, or maybe it's the first thing that we heard a long time ago, so we latched onto it, doesn't mean it's true. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 to test all things and hold fast uh, to what is good. Uh, you know, I love, uh, Paul, the ending of Romans. In Romans 16, Paul is cautioning here against uh, false teachers in the church. But again, this has an application, I think, that uh, goes beyond even within the church in general. But he says in Romans 16, 17, I urge you, brethren, to note, which means to mark, to pay attention to, to recognize, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. So let me interject here. Once again, we see an example where recognizing the truth uh, I mean, recognizing, you know, false doctrine is based on understanding the truth. If, if something is contrary to the doctrine you've learned, well, you've got to have the doctrine that you've learned as a basis. So again, true uh, deception always comes down to recognizing truth. If you don't recognize the truth, you're a sitting duck for deception. But the way you recognize deception, as we read in Proverbs 2, is by storing up the commands of the Lord and applying your heart to understanding from God's Word. So that's going back to Romans 16. That's what we see here. 
He says, pay attention, and when you hear somebody teaching something contrary to the doctrine which you have learned from me, he's saying, as an apostle, then you need to avoid them. But notice how this passage goes on. For those who are such, these false teachers, do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Let me say that again. By smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. Uh, Curtis and Pastor, I tell you, you know, today we are more easily duped and you know deceived. Today we are really simpletons in many cases. We are we latch on to smooth words, we latch on to flattering speech, and we're not able to see through the truth of the matter. That word simple, Paul kind of makes a play on words here. You know, the word. Uh, simple here is uh, the word akakos. It's in this case, it's an adjective deceiving the hearts of the simple, and it's only used I think a couple of times in in that particular form. But it, in the context here, it means naive or unsuspecting. So that's where it starts. <laughs> if you're naive and unsuspecting. If you believe everything you've been taught, especially in the last hundred years or so, if you believe what the, the Luciferian-controlled mainstream uh, public-controlled school system has taught, uh, you're already a sitting duck because you are simple. You are naive and unsuspecting. That's what that word means. And then he goes on to say, for your obedience has become known to all. He's commending these Roman believers. Remember, at this point, Paul had not been to Rome yet. He's writing this from Corinth on his, first, his third missionary journey. And he won't get to, to Rome for another uh, couple of years, but he's, he already knows their reputation. And he says, therefore, I'm glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Well, there's that word again, except in this case, it's, it's another uh, adjective slightly different. Akarios is the word. And, and so on the one hand, he sends, he says, if you're you know, you, you, if you are naive and unsuspecting, un, uh, then you're going to fall prey to these smooth words and flattering speech. But on the other hand, he says, I want you to be simple concerning evil. Well, what is he saying here? Well, here he's, he's using the term in the con context of, or, or the connotation of innocent, unharmed is the idea. It's the same word that's used uh, when Jesus sent out the disciples and he said, I want you to be harmless as doves. And so Paul says, be wise in what is good or true or right, but be unharmed concerning evil. And then he closes out the passage there in Romans 16 by saying, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. And uh, I think ultimately this is going to happen at the second coming of Christ, and, and then ultimately at the end of the millennium when Satan is once and for all cast into the lake of fire. So, I mean, so much that we that we see uh, here in terms of uh, recognizing a deception. Uh, you've got to have a template. You've got to have a standard. And, you know, I mean, there's so many believers today that are waking up to the great uh, conspiracy, you know, the deep state, the, the global elite, whatever you call it. The Bible talks about a Luciferian conspiracy at the, uh, you know, under the direction of Satan himself as he conspires with his evil spirits and human accomplices in flesh and blood on earth. Uh, and a lot of people are waking up to components of that, uh, to parts of that. Um, they, uh, but they don't understand how to connect all the dots. They still quite can't bring themselves to recognize just how 
deep this deception runs. And uh, uh, one more passage, and then I'll pause for a moment and just kind of get maybe some of your thoughts before I get to the the real crux of the matter with giving some some advice, uh, both from myself and from another source on, on how to recognize misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation. But I'm reminded from the book of Revelation, when uh, at the beginning, Jesus is sending these letters, these messages to the seven churches there uh, in Asia Minor. He's, they're literal churches at the end of the first century there. Um, and, and, he, and he writes to the church in Ephesus. Now, Ephesus was a city that was particularly prone to demonic activity, spiritual warfare. That's why Paul so often addresses spiritual warfare in almost every chapter of his letter to the Ephesians. It's where we see things like uh, the account of the seven sons of Sceva, as well as the other unnamed Jewish exorcists who uh, tried to, you know, get rid of this demon that was in this this man with an evil spirit, and they, uh, you know, to, to, to put it bluntly, got their rear ends kicked. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't even, it was 10 to 1, and yet the evil spirit overcame them because they were ill-equipped. Uh, and so it's that church, that city, that Paul is writing, I mean, that Jesus is giving this letter uh, to. And he says in verse 2 of Revelation chapter 2, he says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. Well, there's an example right there of a group of believers that were good at discernment. They were good at testing all things, at testing the spirits, and they identified uh, the liars in their midst. Now they, you know, they did have the Lord did have one thing against this church. They had left their first love, uh, and I think that's the balance that we need to always have: is a love for Christ, a love for His Word, uh, embracing grace, proclaiming the gospel, but yet at the same time having our guards up, always, you know, paying attention and being prepared for lies and. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm battling this behind the scenes. I won't go into any details, but we get, you know, plenty of uh, critical uh, email every now and then. We get a lot of great encouraging emails. In fact, it's probably ten to one, or maybe a hundred to one. I don't know in terms of encouragement. And I'm so grateful uh, for uh, the Not by Works family and 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 how they are helping us advance the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message. You, we couldn't do this without our faithful listeners and supporters. Yet at the same time, as the Lord broadens our ministry and increases our stewardship, and we have the opportunity to be on um, new and different shows that have different audiences, um, I continually am reminded of just how uh, ill-equipped the body of Christ is at large for what's coming down the pike and how so many of them are easily deceived. They just don't get it. They're they're trapped in this right-left paradigm, this conventional way of thinking, conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, so on and so forth. And they, you know, I get emails all the time. Have you read this article? Have you read that article? Have you seen this video? Have you and you know, many times it's 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 they are these videos or these articles are simply shills of the Luciferian agenda. And these and they don't even know it. The ones writing the articles may not even know that they're pawns in the game. Um but, uh, you know, people, you know, if you were to peel back the minds of the average conservative believer today and see the sources that this believer, he or she, is relying on to build their worldview, what you'd find is a good number of them are not trustworthy sources. And it's because they just 
aren't running everything they hear through the grid of Scripture. So, uh, any thoughts on that uh, before I, I continue? I, I know you've uh, you've given me the mic here for a long time, but I want to give you the opportunity to to kind of share some thoughts. Well, I you know I don't have much to add to it, JB. You you always cover things so well, but I I would. Uh, agree with you that of course that uh, you know uh, a spirit of discernment uh, should be at the top of our priority list especially these days when when uh, we seem to be bombarded more than ever before with with information um, with the technology that's available today versus oh say what 50 60 years ago uh, we are inundated by information of all kinds so yeah you you have to have more of a a sharpened spirit of discernment and so yeah i agree with you it's important uh because we are being uh attacked in in lots of different ways uh what is it that ephesians 6 says we're we're dealing with principalities and powers uh, uh the rulers of the darkness of this world and and uh you know, we are talking about, in many cases, governments and and even those that operate <clears throat> above governments, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we, we need to discern what's right and what's wrong. It's, it's increasingly more important. Yeah, and I would say, you know, even beyond just increasingly more important, I, I think it's reached a critical moment. I was listening to a, a podcast, or I mean a video, uh, and I promise, in case Wendy listens to this recording, uh, I was just listening, not watching it, as I was driving home uh, today from uh, from church. Uh, uh, she doesn't let me watch videos while I drive. I don't understand it. But uh, who what who can imagine that? But uh, but anyway, uh, and it was from an AI expert and a technology expert, kind of surveying some of the key uh, companies out there that are working on and have been for years the concept of embodiment. And embodiment is a technical term in their world that's used of when AI, you know, has arms and legs and and walks around and looks like a, a human, a humanoid or, or or whatever. And this, I mean, he was showing some stunning things. I mean, talking about some stunning things, and and he's talking about it's literally, you know, weeks away, not years. Were you? Was that? Was that? Um... Uh, what was his name? Yuval Noah Harari that you were listening to? No, but I, I've of course uh, cited Yuval many, many times. He's the leading Satan worshiper of our day, and and really oh, well, at the cutting edge. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's a, a great candidate for the false prophet. But no, this was a just a, a technology commentator, and he was sort of surveying all the worlds. But what they're doing now is they're taking these robots. And they're you know importing Chat GPT four and other large language model you know AI systems so that you you don't have to pre-program these robots anymore, right? So if anybody just to use a rudimentary example, if anybody has one of those uh, uh, vacuums that's a robot, a little round thing that goes around your house and vacuums when when you're not home, a, a Roomba, uh, a Roomba, yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, so uh, I've never been to a Roomba. I'd like to go sometime. Oh no, that's Aruba. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, those things you have to pre-program them, right? But these AI with Chat GPT now they're basically you know, you, you they can think for themselves is the idea. They can process billions of terabytes of data, and uh, and you know you can ask them any kind of question. Like um, we have we have guests coming over later today. Could you get the house ready? 
And with nothing more than that prompt, they can then use their algorithms to come up with what needs to be done. And they'll start cleaning up the laundry. They'll start dusting and vacuuming. They'll start, you know, washing the dishes, cleaning up the kitchen, wiping down the counters. You didn't tell them any of that. And you haven't programmed them to do that. You right. just said, hey, can you get the house ready? And, you know, they look like something out of the Terminator. Uh, now, there's one company, I forget the name of it, but it's working on uh, one that's going to have be cloth covered in other words clothes although i don't think you call it clothes when it's a robot but it's going to look much more like a human being and we are curtis we are rapidly entering an era where we truly are not going to be able uh to differentiate between reality and virtual reality and so i just i can't emphasize enough how important it is for people to number one stay in the word of god uh, you know, I understand the Word of God doesn't explicitly mention things like Jet, Chat GPT and AI and you know androids and humanoids and I get that, but the principles are there. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, like joints and marrow. And and Hebrews four twelve, which I just quoted, I think really is is becoming you know more and more clear the broad application of that verse the further we get into this world and the closer we get to the return of christ remember daniel uh, talked about how you know he couldn't really understand some of the prophecies of his day that they were hidden away for a later time well here we are and so you know the word of god can help sort through those worldly fleshly matters and the truly spiritual truthful matters in ways that nothing else can. So even though you may not think it's directly relevant, as you're reading the Word of God, as Howard Hendricks said, it's doing something to us. It's changing our lives. And and so it's important to read other sources. And of course, I spend a huge portion of each day researching and reading and you know studying. And, and my in the book that I'm working on right now, which is called uh, uh, Spirit of the False Prophet, Hacking and Tracking Humanity, a whole, so much of that is going to be about uh, the future false prophet's role as a sidekick to the Antichrist during the tribulation in you know, his full spectrum planetary control grid, which is going to involve hacking and tracking humanity. And so, of course, that's all about AI, which is why I've been so interested in this for for the last year or so and done so many uh, interviews about it. Um, but so I can't emphasize enough getting into the Word of God. But with that background, I want to close out the rest of our time, if that's okay, um, with talking about uh, you know, some great advice on basically how to analyze the news and what's going on around you. Now, I want to be careful because I don't want to commit any faux pas of, of uh, you know, of sort of plagiarizing in verbal form uh, the source. So I want to give credit where credit's due here. I've been following uh, Joel Skousen's World Affairs Brief for almost 20 years now. And uh, to save some of you the time from emailing me, I am very well aware and a very well researched his background. I know he's from a Mormon background. His cousin Cleon Skousen is the one who wrote uh, uh, the uh, sort of the Cliff's Notes uh, version of uh, uh, Carol Quigley's famous book, the CFR historian. Uh, Cleon Skousen's uh, book, I think it's called Naked Capitalist. His name escaping for a second. But Naked Capitalist is a fascinating read, short book, but it really begins to expose the Luciferian agenda. I get the background there, but I've interacted with Joel personally, and I know others who know him far better than I do. 
from what I can tell, he's a believer. He's placed his faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died and rose again for our sins. Obviously, the only one that knows that for sure is Joel and God. Uh, but all we can do is take a person at their own testimony. I've heard him critique Mormonism before and expose some of the lies of it. Uh, but for what that's worth, I, I'm not vouching for everything the guy says, but anytime I use his name, people inevitably sort of react because they associate him with Mormonism. And I just want to be clear that as best I can tell, he's not, even though he lives in, in Utah and even though his uh, history or his family background is there. Uh, but uh, Joel Skousen has, has just done an outstanding job in exposing the satanic conspiracy and recognizing, like so few others, that Satan is really at the helm of this thing. And that's what I've been doing the last 17 years. And that's what my two books, The Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1 and 2, uh, have tried to do is to connect the dots and and, 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 and sound the alarm to people that this conspiracy ultimately is a spiritual battle. Uh, it's not about Republicans and Democrats and right and left and communism and democracy and this kind of stuff. It's all about Satan trying to take over this world. And, and Skousen gets that. So I'm going to uh, crib a few things from uh, from some of his teachings through the years. Uh, and, and again, I've been following him for almost 20 years now. And But, but I strongly encourage folks to go to worldaffairsbrief.com worldaffairsbrief.com and sign up for his world affairs brief. Uh, it costs money, but he every week, it comes out every Friday, he gives you, I think, a, a helpful commentary and insights on all the, the, the geopolitical events of the world. Uh, in a similar way that Randy and I try to do every Wednesday with our world events update, but Joe Skousen is, you know, the the world expert at this. I mean, he's extremely well studied. He's in his 80s, I think. Now he's been doing this for many years. He's got well placed sources, uh, and he gets the Luciferian conspiracy. So, again, this is uh, under the the broad heading of misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation, exercising discernment in the age of deception, and this is. Uh, both Joel Skousen's uh, insights or some of his insights and those that I have gleaned from him through the years on how to analyze the news and what goes on around you. So, um, you know, almost everyone who gets a, a regular dose of daily news thinks they know what's going on in the world. You know, every time something happens, you get into conversations with people, oh, this is because of this, or this is because of George Soros, or this is because of so-and-so. But the fact of the matter is, that's not always the case. What we see happening is that writers and editors purposefully omit key pieces of information that would significantly uh, re, you know, change uh, and manipulate people's minds. Uh, they, they, they mold and shape opinions. And so what you want to do, and this is right out of the chute, one of the key things that I learned early on, is you want to search for news sources that are openly skeptical of the official version. Doesn't mean the official version is always wrong, but if you're getting your news from a source that never questions the official source, that should be a red flag right there that they are a part of the establishment conspiracy. Uh, and, and it's fascinating. I've talked about this before, but it's it's amazing to see how consistent the evening news is. It doesn't matter what the source, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, doesn't matter. Even local stations, 
all seem to to kind of highlight the same news items. Uh, virtually every major metropolitan area in the U.S. has a major uh, establishment newspaper, which is which is or, or you know news uh, TV news, which is promoting the Luciferian agenda. And most of the time, they may not even know it. Uh, I've talked about Operation Mockingbird a lot. I have a chapter on that in my books. Um, so uh, where do you go for alternative news sources then? Well, first of all, don't believe everything you read on the internet. I mean, I should go without saying, but even alternative news sources that might appear to be honest and true and might be advocating for a particular issue that resonates with us as Bible-believing conservatives, they may have a broader agenda behind them. And that's where it really becomes complex and subtle. And, you know, I've talked about, you know, Glenn Beck and, um, you know, uh, who's the guy from Fox News, Tucker Carlson that just got fired, ad nauseum, and, and, and uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly before that, and Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. I've talked about these guys. I've been talking about them for, you know, over a decade now. And sometimes conservatives look at me with this weird look like, well, why are you criticizing them? They're the good guys. No, they're not. You don't get it. They're, they're controlled opposition. They're out there saying things that we might resonate with. But peel back another layer or two. Look a little more closely. Why is it that, you know, Rush Limbaugh, for example, you know, early on, and, and, and by the way, that's, uh, you know, that's something that a lot of people miss. I've talked about it before, but it's been a long time since I mentioned. Of course, Rush is, has passed away now. He's not with us anymore. Hopefully, he's with the Lord. I, I do think he was probably a believer from some of the things that came from his own mouth. Uh, so, Lord willing, we'll see him again in heaven. But Lord willing, he has corrected some of the mistakes that that he that he was uh, you know fallen prey to because Rush Limbaugh was flipped early on in his career. You go back and listen to his early stuff before he started making millions and they dangled a bunch of money at him and he would openly discuss the conspiracy. I mean, he would he was exposing people, he was talking about that there's a global conspiracy to take over the world and then he switched. By the time most of us knew about him and began listening to him and I used to be a huge Russell Limbaugh fan early on before I woke up to this conspiracy. Uh, he switched, and he started deriding and denigrated, denigrating anyone who called out the conspiracy. And, and, and that's a clear sign to me that he became controlled. Now, it doesn't mean that some of the things, most of the things that he was saying weren't true and, and accurate and even helpful in terms of exposing some of the liberal leftist views. But, you know, when, when a caller would call in and try to start uh, alerting listeners to the, the broader piece of the puzzle here, the Luciferian conspiracy, he would turn them off. He would shut them down. And I'm beginning in a in a small, small way to see that. I, I As the Lord is opening doors for Not By Works ministry and allowing us to, to be on both uh, pro prophecy-related programs that are much bigger than we are, and, and I'm so thankful for those open doors, uh, you know, groups like Prophecy Watchers and uh, Jan Markell and, and uh, uh Tom Hughes and others, you know, those those folks are out there sounding the alarm about the soon coming of the Lord, and and we're we're grateful that the Lord has seen fit in His uh, providence to open doors for us there. But as I see this, I also am getting more and more uh, emails and 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 comments from people. I'm not going to mention names because that's not the the point, but from people out there 
who aren't comfortable with exposing some of the things that I expose in some of the books. Now, granted, the, the Spirit of the Antichrist books are pretty broad. I mean, they, they cover a lot of ground. It's two volumes over 100 pages of footnotes alone or bibliographic citations alone. Uh, and folks, if you haven't seen them yet, you can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and check out what's in those two books. Uh, but uh, what I'm finding more and more often is that people will will be happy to talk about some of the chapters in there, but some of them they're not they're just not sure about. And and that's okay. I want everybody to do their own research. That's why I provided all the the resources there uh, and come to their own conclusion. But if you are following a conservative pundit, and I'm moving off now from the the prophecy experts that that I am pleased to call colleagues, but just in general conservative shows, back to shows like you know Rush Limbaugh and so forth, and they never call out the Luciferian conspiracy and never point out the way the dots are connected, that should sound an alarm. Why not? Why aren't they willing to? Um, take Newsmax, for example. We might agree with a lot of what's on that, Newsmax.com, but few people fail to recognize that they are funded by in establishment insiders, uh, and they are very seldom critical of any Republicans or conservatives or the Bush dynasty, and the Bush dynasty is I'm sorry to say, but it's you know it's it's a part of the Luciferian conspiracy. Don't just believe me because I said it. Check it out. Uh, check out you know Prescott Bush and how he financed Hitler. Uh, check out H. W. Bush and his role in the CIA and Operation Mockingbird. Check out H. W. And, and how he really controlled the White House for eight years during the Reagan administration. Or check out W. and see how he was a pawn in the game. So don't just take my word for it. But you know Newsmax, World Net Daily, by the way. Uh, another good source and got a lot of good information, but you need to understand they're not fully awake and they're not going to criticize the, you know, the establishment folks on the right who are controlled opposition and a part of the broader, uh, you know, agenda. Even so-called conservative print media like Washington Times, I say print media, of course, everything now is on the on the internet so you've got online newspapers now uh, but the washington times it's been pointed out often they're owned by the moonies you know a, a satanic group basically that rejects the deity and divinity of christ and rejects the salvation by you know through faith alone in christ alone as the only hope and his atoning work at the cross uh, and so they'll they'll promote you know pro-conservative causes and pro-republican causes but they're they're not uh, reliable ultimately because they themselves are not willing to expose uh, the truth about some of this stuff. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's fairly easy to spot the leftist organizations. And most people today are waking up to, uh, you know, how the CIA is involved in advancing agendas and and and, and, and overturning governments abroad and, and so forth. But no a uh, truly patriotic CIA agent or FBI agent or NSA agent is ever allowed to leak critical information about illegal government activities for very long. <laughs> you know, every now and then it comes out, you'll see some of it, but you know, usually they are, you know, whisked away and, you know, prosecuted like criminals. Uh, and, you know, dozens of whistleblowing agents from all federal agencies are languishing even right now as I speak in U.S. federal prisons on trumped up charges because you can only get so close. They'll, they'll allow you 
uh, to say certain things, but if you go too far, you know, forget it. And so a lot of these organizations are controlled. Some it's more obvious than others. Groups like the National Review, the Heritage Foundation, those are heavily controlled. And I, I hope by now most people have woken up to that reality, even though, you know, they they say things we like. You know, I often will quote from sources, articles from the National Review or Heritage Foundation because it's well said. But it doesn't mean that everything they say is reliable. They like to to hook you in. Um, and, and that's really the ultimate requirement for keeping an organization like some of these going, is that as long as you play the game, uh, it will continue to funnel money, continue to allow you to have a voice. But if you cross a line, if you wake up to the ultimate Luciferian conspiracy and the powers that be, and I'm talking about the ones that are getting their marching orders directly from Satan, sitting in dark smoke-filled rooms, pulling the strings of power globally, and especially in the United States. If you start to expose that, forget it. Now, that's why nothing ever comes of this. You know, people are always talking about the white hats, and Hillary's going to be arrested, and Obama's going to be arrested, and where all these evildoers are going to be arrested. Never going to happen. Just keep, keep, you know, keep holding your breath and see how long it lasts. You're, you're not, you're just not going to see it. I mean, nothing ever came of the, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein uh, child sex abuse and satanic ritual abuse schemes, as nothing ever has come. The Franklin cover-up, uh, the whole, the whole controversy during the Bush and 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 Reagan administration that was front news, you know, in, uh, headlines, and then it was quickly swept away. Not nobody ever gets arrested if you if you go to the top tier they uh they will make examples of people they will out uh, people um but just a few more reminders most of what i'm saying is is, uh, is i owe a debt of gratitude to Skousen for helping kind of in my early formative years of my awakening you know cut my teeth on some of his stuff so i'm not giving direct quotes uh, but i want to go back to him now and and give some you know direct uh, pieces of advice as we wrap up. He says, don't accept anything in the news at face value without comparing it to what you already know is true. The greater body of true knowledge that you possess, the greater the body of true knowledge that you possess, the easier it is to see fallacies and falsehoods. That's what we talked about from Proverbs 2 earlier. The more shallow your store of facts and true experiences the harder it is to scrutinize new information, especially when it falls outside your limited area of expertise or experience. In other words, they love to get us all mesmerized, locked in, keyed in on our phones or computers, watching you know, mainstream video, and we don't even realize that some of those conservative sources are just control opposition sort of getting us you know, hooked in. Instead of doing our own research, that's why I so often say that, do your own research, because there's a wealth of knowledge out there, and the, as, as Skousen says, the greater your knowledge base, the more uh, equipped you're going to be uh, to recognize a lie. And the number one source for that knowledge base, of course, is the Word of God. But he comments, those who come from a home where learning is a continuing affair enriched by good books and alternative news and not confined to television and government-controlled schooling have a head start in this process. And so, uh, you know, that's that's number one, is, is question everything, don't assume it's true, and get, you know, educated from your own you know, real world life and experience. Um, he says, sometimes it's important to be able to figure out what can't be known in order to detect that sources are lying. 
if people are not citing sources but simply giving their commentary, which is what we see happening on the evening news every night. I mean, think about it. How often do you see on Fox News or CNN or any other mainstream media someone providing original, documented, new sourced information? Almost never. All it is is just talking heads providing their insight and their commentary about things. And, and you have to ask, how do they know that? And how can they know that? Um, and, 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 and experiential knowledge, uh, you know, is especially helpful in identifying gaps and falsehoods in these narratives that you go, wait a minute, that, that may be true, but what are they not telling you? Right. And so Skousen is, is, is really correct when he talks about using logic. You know, most people know how to draw a simple conclusion from a logical proposal, like A equals B, B equals C, therefore A equals C. That's deductive reasoning. But in a complex world of misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation, uh, it can be harder and harder to recognize deception unless you use, you know, inductive reasoning. That's what we need to master. Inductive reasoning is, is, is more complex. It involves taking a wide sampling of data and information and observations, connecting the dots, and recognizing the truth, and recognizing what's not true. A few people today have the patience, Curtis, to really dive into the details. And our memories are so poor, we can't remember things. You know, let me just give you one example. Um, back during the Trump campaign of 2016, when Trump was out there paying off mistresses and admitting to multiple affairs and all of that, you know, so many of our conservative pundits out there were saying, oh, you know, we're, we're not electing a pope, we're electing a president, and we're not, we don't care about his, you know, his personal life. It's, 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 he's a great business leader, and he's a brilliant mind, and he's going to help our country and make America great again. And yet, and I'm not setting myself up as an example because I certainly wasn't alone and there are others, uh, and I forget things too, but I quickly pointed out how we said the same arguments when Clinton was running, and we, and we twisted it, and we said, oh, you know, your private life does matter, your integrity does matter, and if you'd lie under oath, you'd lie about anything, and I don't want a liar to be a president, and I don't want this profligate philanderer out there running our country, and morals do matter, and well, apparently, when you're a Democrat, morals matter, but when you're a Republican, they don't. You know, you, uh, he's a great leader. I'm not electing a pope. And so this is the kind of thing that I think Skousen is talking about here, is we have to have patience and diligence to remember the facts and not just be a, be played like a fiddle. And that's the way conservatives uh, were when it came to that. Uh, people have little trouble seeing small conspiracies, which, as I've pointed out many times, are, you know, voluminous in the court systems especially in the federal court systems, 70, 80, 90% of federal court charges, federal crimes have conspiracy in the title. So we understand the reality of conspiracies, but we have trouble seeing the larger hidden hand of control, as Skousen calls it, uh, what I, I call it uh, in my book, I, I refer to Epperson's uh, book, The Unseen Hand, and it really is an unseen enemy, as we've talked about, being orchestrated by Satan. But it's the larger element of control that is the key indicator of an overarching conspiracy. 
Uh, so as we think about thinking inductively, here are some basic inductive evidence or patterns of details that should lead us to suspect that, in fact, a larger conspiracy does exist. Number one, with few exceptions, almost never do the big boys get caught or prosecuted. Why not? I mean, wh why is that the case? I mean, we all see it. It's plain as day. The evidence is smoking gun everywhere. But they never seem to take the fall. Why not? Because there's somebody else behind the scenes pulling the strings. Number two, powerful interests in the West have consistently funded communism uh, and Stalin and you know, they, they give Pulitzer and Nobel Prizes to the worst perpetrators of, uh, of violence. Um, you know, you, you might hypothesize that this was due to stupidity and ignorance of our leaders. But, you know, if that were only true some of the time, that might be true. But it's always true. You know, I've, I've talked about that in, in regards to the argument about Trump. Some people say, well, he just was naive. He didn't, he trusted his advisors. Look, you don't put 67 CFR members in your cabinet and administration after, you know, promising to drain the swamp unless you're controlled. I'm sorry. It's like Reagan, you know, when he was elected, he, he campaigned on abolishing the newly formed Department of Education that Carter had put in place. I'm going to abolish that. It's terrible. He gets elected and he triples the funding for it. <laughs> and, and in fact, Charlotte Isserby had to be... Uh, uh, as a whistleblower, he, he fired her because she was exposing the real agenda behind the Department of Ed, which was Marxist and communist, uh, infiltrating our children. And here we are 43 years later, and, and look how bad it's gotten with wokeism. I talked about that Friday with John Lawfer. He called it wokus, uh, wokus pocus, you know, which is really good. Um, but, you know, you can't, the, the stupidity theory will only get you so far. Uh, and we need to understand that there's powerful interests at play. And then number three, historically, over time, you, you see increasing evidence begin to spill out of past major conspiracies, like the JFK conspiracy, or like Project Blue Book and, and the UFO uh, conspiracy. Um, and when these, these realities do begin to emerge, either through FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, or you know expiration dates on uh, uh, classified documents, uh, you know, uniformly, the government ends up blaming one individual, the lone wolf or rogue elements of the police or rogue elements of the CIA or so forth. And, and again, nobody ever takes the fall. Uh, so it all comes down, in my view, to really having a biblical worldview and understanding the powers that be. Now, I'm not here to tell you that behind every rock is a Luciferian, you know, that, that there aren't real bad people. In fact, Tuesday night, we're going to talk about the fact that there are just really bad people that do really bad things. They're not all directly tied like a puppeteer to the Luciferian conspiracy. But you got to start there, Curtis. You got to understand that there is a Luciferian conspiracy. And so much of what we've learned and come to believe is not true. It's, it's, it's not accurate. It's misinformation. And unless you come to grips with that reality, uh, that there are a large number of people being controlled by a Satan, you're already at a disadvantage. And so I'll close with going back to what we said from Proverbs chapter 2. Uh, you've got to uh, dive in to the Word of God. It's only from His mouth that wisdom and knowledge and understanding come. And if you have that biblical worldview that there is a real enemy, 
who's seeking to defeat a real God and creator of the universe. That God and creator of the universe loves us. He sent his son to die in our place on the cross to save us from the penalty of sin. But the battle still rages. Uh, we know it, ra it rages within our own hearts, the flesh versus the spirit, but it rages in the cosmic realm. Satan has not given up. He's been defeated, but he's not waving the white flag of surrender. He thinks somehow he can still win this, and he's out there trying his best, conspiring with evil spirits and human uh, you know, counterparts, uh, human uh, accomplices to try to defeat God, and it's only going to get worse, as the Bible said it will, until the King of Kings and Lord of Lords themselves comes back and takes the throne. Until then, beware of misinformation, misrepresentation, and manipulation, and you know, do due diligence, stop gobbling up everything you hear, recognize that in many ways we are being played. And, and so I hope that provides some helpful information for our listeners today. But thanks for letting me share my heart on that, and I appreciate the time. Well, we're, we're glad you're with us to do that tonight, JB, and, and you did it very well and covered a lot of the aspects. And, and you're right, it is, it is important, especially now. Uh, boy, I, all of the things that you hit on here uh, were critical. And, and I would go back again to one of the most important things that will help a spirit of discernment, of course, the most important thing is to have the uh, biblical worldview, number one. Yep. Uh, but number two, um, you know, in order to defeat an enemy, you need to know him too. And so, you know, what's the chief tool that he uses? Sin and pride. And, and that's what caused his downfall. So what, what do we need to learn about him? Well, what tools is he using? And it goes back, you were talking about earlier, uh, controlled opposition, all of this being just controlled opposition with one controlling entity. Okay. Uh, and that's critical to understand. We, you and I did a, an hour, a couple of months ago about the Hegelian dialectic and, and that's the crux of what's happening right now. That's what Satan is using primarily. Yeah, the, the illustration that I like to use on the controlled opposition, and it is a Galian dialectic. That's just another name for it, as you said. But when I was a kid, I, uh, I, was, I, I was really interested early on in magic, not like the mystical demonic magic, but just being able to do little magic shows and Flight trick my sisters. What's that? Sleight of hand. Yeah. Sleight of hand, exactly. And so uh, we lived in the Northeast at the time, and I remember one time my dad took me to Manhattan where he worked in, in New York City, and we went to magic shops. There were magic shops you know, all over the place down there. And and you know, I watched the guy behind the counter show me some different tricks, and I can still do some of them to this day, a lot of card tricks and things. Um, but I, one of the things that I, I learned back when I would read books, I had a bunch of books on how to do tricks and how to fool people, you know. Uh, but one trick that I remember in particular was one where it was a typical, you know, pick a card, any card, and then I'll figure out what it is, right? And the way the trick was set up was the, the magician would get it wrong three or four times in a row and look like a failure. And all you were doing was setting the stage for the, the wow moment, because at the end, I would pull out this insurance policy from my little suitcase full of tricks, and I would say, oh, man... Well, I don't know. I must be doing something wrong. I just can't seem to get this right. But fortunately, I got this insurance policy, and I would pull it out, and it was a folded up piece of paper, and you would unfold it, and there in color was the card that the person had picked. 
And it was real, real kind of a, a stunning moment. Of course, the whole trick's predicated upon me forcing a card. You know, there are all different ways to force a card on a person. So I knew what the card was all along. But I think about that often when I think about controlled opposition because they're throwing us a bone. Yeah, they're making it look like the conservatives are gaining ground and, you know, oh boy, you got us there. You, you know, you got me there. Uh, boy, I wish I, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. But in the end, they're just stringing us along and they're, they're going to pull out that insurance policy to continue the metaphor at the end. And we've been, you know, we've been duped. So be very leery of the controlled opposition, even though in principle, we might agree with what they're saying, but don't, don't fall for the, for the trap. That's right. Not everybody who says something you agree with is a good guy. That's right. Yeah. Not everybody. Nope. That's for sure. Well, All thank right. you well, so much. I, I'm uh, grateful. <laughs> well, I'm grateful to have you with us again as usual, man. And, and we always look forward to our sessions with you. And I want to remind our listeners too, that if they want more great information like this, they can go to notbyworks.org and they can get lots and lots of this stuff. Um, and, and information on when you hold services and and uh, and prophecy conferences and even uh, your your schedule of speaking engagements, where where they can live stream almost anything that you do and and uh, and uh, get the same kind of great great content and great information. So uh, visit notbyworks.org and uh, check out what JB's got going on the website. There, you will love it and. Uh, JB, thanks again for being with us tonight. We hope until uh, and pray uh, until the, until we're together again doing this next month or before uh, that God will bless and keep you and and bless your ministry greatly. Amen. Thank and, you so uh, much. Let's try to do it again in a couple of weeks if we can because uh, love the, we love the Christian Underground News Network. And you know, someday your name of your ministry is going to prove to be very providential because if the Lord tarries is coming, we're all going to be underground at some point. I mean, I we're going to have so. to go dark. Yeah, I, 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 That's what we foresee. Uh, we, we, and we look at that through a, a biblical lens. It's not purely predictive on our part. We're, we understand that, that at some point, that's where the Christian community will probably be Amen. underground. Yep. And uh, if the Lord tarries his return, and we have to see any of it, uh, we, we want to be prepared, and we want everybody else uh, to be prepared also, as many people as possible, with the truth. So that's why we do what we do, and, and we're, we're glad to have you as a part of that team, JB. Sure. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, so uh, let me remind you, we'll have Lucas Doremus with us one day this week. We haven't nailed down the day or the time. Uh, he's got some schedule conflicts. I do, too. We're working it all out. We're going to get him, though. It's going to happen. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have Lucas later on this week. And uh, until then, uh, may the Lord bless and keep you. And uh, may your spirit of discernment increase. And, uh, well, again, we thank you for being with us tonight. Be with us uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll have some more uh, critical content and information for you. So until then, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you.